0: Still my soul. Hey, everybody. This is Phil. Welcome to our Bible study podcast. At the end of this study, please take the time to subscribe to the Glen Springs Church YouTube channel and check out our website. Also, if you live in the Gainesville, Florida area, we would love to have you visit us in person. For now, let's open up the Heavenly Library and may the words of the Holy Spirit sink deep into our hearts. Thanks for joining us. Change,
1: faithful, with this money, therefore, you shall diligently buy bulls, rams, lambs, with the grain offering and the drink offerings, and offer them on the altar of the house of your God, which is in Jerusalem. Whatever seems good to you and to your brothers to do with the rest of the silver and gold, you may do according to the will of your God. Also, the utensils which have been given to you for the service of your house of God, deliver in full before the God of Jerusalem the rest of the needs of the house of your God, which you may have occasion to provide. Provide it for it from the royal treasury. So he's going... He's got this edict. He's got the initial offering that's coming forth from the leadership. He's got utensils. And then once he arrives, he's got the authorization to solicit whatever he needs from the royal treasury. So that, okay, is he well prepared for what he's doing? Yes, and the king has given him authorization to go and demand pretty much anything he needs from the treasury of those beyond the river. <clears throat> Verse 21, I, even I, Artaxerxes, issue a decree to all the treasurers who are in the provinces beyond the river that whatever Ezra the priest, the scribe of the law of God of heaven, may require of you, it shall be done diligently even up to a hundred talents of silver, a hundred cores of wheat, a hundred baths of wine, a hundred baths of oil and salt as needed. Whatever is commanded by the God of heaven, let it be done with zeal for the hosts of God and of heaven so that there will be <laughs> there will not be wrath against the kingdom of the king and his sons. Okay there's a little self-interest involved here by Artaxerxes, okay? I recognize that this God is who he is. Let's make sure that this happens to preserve my own house, my own lineage. And he's going to continue to reign. This is the seventh year of his reign. We find that Nehemiah is going to go forth in the 20th year of his reign. So he's actually probably blessed because of his support for what's happening in Judah and Israel. We also inform you that it is not allowed to impose tax, tribute, or toll on any of the priests, Levites, singers, Dorkethers, nethmim, or servants of this house of God. So that's a reference, you know, okay, directly to these treasurers, okay? Everybody that's in a position of authority, the other side of the river, take heed to what I'm telling you. Then this is directly you, Ezra, according to the wisdom of your God, which is in your hand, you appoint magistrates and judges that they may judge all the people who are in the province beyond the river, even all those who know the laws of your God. And you may teach anyone who is ignorant of them, whoever will not observe the law of your God and the law of the king, let judgment be educated executed upon him strictly, whether for death or banishment or for confiscation of goods or for imprisonment. (laughs) So that's the edict. And this is a very powerful uh, authorization for Ezra to go wherever he needs to go in order to affect what it is that God's purposes are that he's bringing forth. Principally, what he's bringing to these people is the word of God and instruction and depth of knowledge that they critically need in order for them to know the will of God and to abide by the will of God. Now, this is the start of this second movement we're looking at. We're going to face some difficulties as these people begin to analyze themselves the lives they're living in reflection of what they're learning about the law. And we're going to get into that when we get into chapter 9. But right now, we've got this initial effort going forth. We've got Ezra coming in with this powerful edict that supports him. Verse 27, we've got Ezra's kind of response here. Blessed be the Lord, the God of our fathers, who has put such a thing as this in the king's heart to adorn the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem, and has extended loving kindness to me before the king and his counselors and before all the king's mighty princes. Thus I was strengthened according to the hand of the Lord upon me, and I gathered leading men of Israel to go up with me. So, He's, uh, now, if you have been in close proximity and you see what's happening within that kingdom and you're just a priest or a Levite and you're living in Babylon or another area, are you going to get excited by what is happening? You know how we had... Cyrus stirring up the hearts of, I mean, God stirring up the hearts of Cyrus and then stirring up the hearts of the people. This kind of dramatic impact affects the people. They say, God is moving again, and I can be a part of that. I can participate in what God is doing right now. And so he's basically gathering these people, they're coming together, and they're going to begin this journey in order to go to Jerusalem. As we start in chapter 8, <clears throat> now these are the heads of the father's households and the genealogical enrollment of those who went up with me from Babylon into the reign, in the reign of King Artaxerxes. We're not going to go through all that. There's a whole lot of history there. And if you were living at the time, you would recognize the names, you'd recognize the people and the families and, and the references that are made there. And, and this initial document was written for the people at that time. We are have tremendous benefit to have the blessing of knowing what was happening at this point in time but there's basically a fairly extended thing. He's got at least 15 different families that are coming together and a whole bunch of other people. And so if we go down to verse uh, 15, now I assembled them at the river that runs to Ahava, where we camped for three days. When I observed the people and the priests, I did not find any Levites there. So he's seeing all those people that have responded to this call, and he realizes, oh, we've got no, Re- no Levites. And so I sent Elisha, Ariel, and Shemaiah, there's a group of people, <laughs> leading men, and for Jorob and, and teachers, I sent them to Ido the leading men of the place of Cassiopeia. And I told them what to say to the Ido and to Ido and his brothers, the temple servants at the place of Cassiopeia. That is to bring ministers to us for the house of our God, according to the good hand of God, which is upon us. They brought us a man of insight of the sons of Malhi, the son of Levi, the son of Israel named Sherebiah, and his sons and brothers, 18 men, and Habishah, and Josiah, and the sons of Moriah, and his brothers and sons, 20 men, and 220 temple servants, whom David and the princes had given service of the Levites, all of them designated by name. So it's critically important for for him to have these people with him, they're also the ones that are going to carry these things having to do with the temple. And this once again is a reflection of what happened as they traveled in the wilderness. Who was going to be carrying these these things? In verse twenty one, I proclaimed a fast there at the river Ahava that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek Him. To seek from Him a safe journey for us. This is straight path. That that reference of the hills will be uh, will be lowered. The valleys will be filled in. We have then a straight path. Same kind of language that we have. That He's that He's basically praying for that for us, our little ones, all our possessions. He's stopping and He's praying. For I was ashamed to request from the King troops, and horsemen to protect us um, from the enemy on the way because we had said to the king, the hand of our God is favorably disposed to all those who seek him, but his power and his anger are against those who forsake him. So basically when he made his request to the king, he had been so effusive in God's protection and plan of protection for him that he did not even request troops. Okay, so they're going through territories where there's a potential for bandits and an attack and other, you know, problems that are going to arise for these people. They're not a military contingent. Priests and Levites and people of the land. And so they're kind of wide open for and they're carrying precious cargo. And so he's basically saying <laughs> we've got to go to God. And we've got to seek his protection and provision for this journey. I failed to ask the king, and I'm embarrassed to go to him now and say, oh, by the way, we're kind of wide open out there in in these wasteland areas. As we travel, can you offer us some military support? Instead, he goes to God, and he petitions God for this protection and this hedge about this group. Um, So we fasted and sought our God concerning this matter. And he listened to our entreaty. Then I set apart 12 of the leading priests. I'm not going to go into the names again. And I weighed out to them silver, gold, utensils, the offering of the house of the Lord, which the king and his counselors and the princes and all Israel present there had offered Thus I weighed into their hands and we've got a listing there of a considerable amount of wealth and, and uh, provisions then. Then I said to them, you are holy to the Lord and the utensils are holy and the silver and gold are a will offering to the God of our fathers, to the God of your fathers. Watch and keep them until you weigh them before The leading priest, the Levites, and the heads of the father household of Israel at Jerusalem in the chambers of the house of the Lord. Okay, these Levites that he didn't have now have been entrusted with these precious articles. And he's saying, you hold them and keep your hands on them until you deliver them to those in Jerusalem then that's the, how this procedure is going to go along. Is You have responsibility for these precious articles, and you're going to hand them over to those in Jerusalem who would be the ones that are taking them from your hands. Then we journeyed from the river Ahava on the 12th of the first month to go to Jerusalem. And the hand of our God was over us, and he delivered us from the hand of the enemy and the ambushes by the way. And thus we came to Jerusalem and remained there for three days. So the whole contingent arrives and they have a three-day rest. Uh, This once again parallels what we saw happening with Joshua as he's coming into the land. On the fourth day, the silver and the gold and the utensils were weighed out in the house of God into the hands of Merimoth, the son of Uriah, the priest. And with him was Eleazar, the son of Phinehas. With them were the Levites, Jehozabad, the son of Jeshua, and Nahodia, the son of Benio. Everything was numbered and weighed, and all the weight was recorded at that time. The exiles who had come from the captivity offered burnt offerings to the God of Israel, 12 bulls for all Israel, 96 rams, 77 lambs, 12 male groats for a sin offering, all as burnt offerings to the Lord. Then they delivered the king's edict to the king's satraps and to the governors in the provinces beyond the river, and they supported the people and the house of their God. We'll pick up in chapter 9 next week.
0: The Lord is in His holy temple Again, thanks for listening. If you live in north central Florida or you're just passing through, we would love to have you visit us at the Glen Springs Road Church of Christ. Also, check out our website, glenspringschurch.com You can learn more about our church family and how to contact us. Until next time, God bless. Keep silence before.